Flashback Fridays on 630 Chad. 1988. Those tunes taking me back, Chelsea. Yeah, a lot of good, a lot of good music from that year, which we're gonna get into. But I want to know, Chad Nation, what would, what did your life look like in 1988? Share it with us. You can send us a text seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. This texture says uh, 1988 on September 21st. I met. Kathy. Our first date was September 23rd, two days later, and we're going to celebrate our 30th wedding anniversary this year. Congratulations. Wow. 30 is no joke. Man, that's incredible. Good for you. That is impressive. And then Deb from Westlock says in 1988, I had just graduated from Nate. I was dating the man of my dreams and looking forward to marrying him in 1989. We are still together today. Look at all these people finding love in 1988. So maybe that's what it, maybe it was the year for love. Maybe, maybe. Uh, Bob graduated from Sturgeon Comp in 1988. Says, boy, has the world changed since then. No kidding. Has it <laughs> indeed? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Talking about the world changing. Um, I was trying to find the average cost of a home in 1988. So this is from Toronto. And the average cost okay. in Toronto was $109,000, oh. which compared to now the average home is $566,000. So that's in Toronto. So we can kind of like amend those prices, say the average home cost here is probably about 400, yeah. which would put that average home cost then in 1988 probably around like 90,000? Maybe. I can Maybe. Uh, I can verify that. I bought my first home in 88 and it was uh, $88,000. Is that right? Wow. Hey? Uh, three three bedroom uh, split level, yeah. Oh, and, oh my uh, gosh. I think I sold it for three times that. <laughs> Good for you. If you bought a house in 88, you made some money on it. That's for sure. Jeez, no kidding. Wow, well done. Yeah, I mean, things have changed quite a lot since 1988. I mean, in some ways, in some ways not. I mean, if you look at, you know, kind of fashion, the things that we wear, <laughs> it's a lot, a lot of it is kind of influenced from... I guess the 90s, the late 80s, when things yeah. were sort of like in flux there. That was uh, a she, weird period, though. That, the, the 80s, that was all about big, big hair. For the guys and the gals, everybody had big hair. And, and the glasses. Yeah, and the glasses and the bangs and uh, a lot of bright, bright clothing. We were sort of entering a neon phase right around there. Well, I think influenced by the things that we were seeing in pop culture, yep. which were largely like very flashy, very attention-getting types of types of things. You know, like I think the kind of like the Miami Vice look for guys was sort of a big deal. Right around there, sure, yeah. 
Yeah, um, and, uh, and glam rock was huge. I mean, you had Poison that looked like four very attractive ladies. They were all dudes. <laughs> yes, that's the thing. I was I was reading an article about how men's fashion was yeah. really influenced by, by women's oh, fashion. And the time. men were really leaning into sort of like some female-type trends, like dress shoes without socks, yep. um, ponytails, long hair was kind of in vogue then. And, and I think guy totally liner may have emerged right around then with guys putting on a little makeup when they hadn't before. I mean, not everybody. He did, but yeah, you had, yeah, and he really, I don't know what it's like, I haven't been in a high school in a long time, but back in the 80s, you had people in my group, we were called the bangers, and we wore jeans and jean jackets and had long hair, and okay. you had preps, you had preppy kids, and they were all in Ralph Lauren polo shirts and khakis and the shoes with, with the no collar socks, popped. and the collar the popped, popped. <laughs> exactly, yeah. but you really had very clear delineation between all the different groups of people in high school back in the late 80s, for sure. Now I feel like those lines are a little bit more blurred, yeah, but I, I do so. think that that kind of like that ambiguous sort of androgynous type of style is definitely something that we're seeing more today, where you kind of can bend the rules in terms of like what's for guys, what's for yeah. girls, it doesn't really matter. It's coming back a little more. So you were in grade 11 in 1988, Shay? That was grade 11, yeah. Um, grade 11, McNally Comp. Uh, got my driver's license in November of 87, so I just realize that you know first taste of freedom that comes when you've got your own car and your own license and you can do oh, what you the want dream. delivering pizzas on the weekend mm. uh it was uh, it was a good year for me the more and more i think about it it was a good time <laughs> i i had fun and uh and morley buying your first house for <laughs> yeah for a song as uh, compared to now that's a lot of money back then but it's a song now yeah i was i'd already been married for three years in 1988 and uh was uh, in my first big job in radio in the city uh I came, I came to edmonton in uh 87 and uh from saint paul alberta and prince albert saskatchewan and uh yeah i was uh, just starting my life uh waiting for my first kid to arrive in 91 so yeah it was uh lots was going year. on yeah lots going on i remember it well yeah. I, I can't, I mean, I don't remember anything from 1988. I was born <laughs> in 1988, in July of 88. So, I mean, I was there, but I don't, I don't have any awareness of it. Um, this texture says, um, another one who graduated from SAIT and met her man in 1988 and still together. Look at all of you, Chad Nation. Everyone wow. fell in love in 1988. Someone said, this person goes on to say, I'm working my first job. I made $20,000 a year. Bought our first home. It was a duplex for 50 grand. Yeah, boy, how times have changed, hey? Wow. <laughs> I mean, everything was different then, right? We were to take into account inflation. I, like, everything has pretty much doubled since then. A movie ticket in 1988 was four bucks, whereas today it's it's nine, which I think actually you can't even get popcorn that. for four bucks now. Probably. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, you think about just the, the cost of everything. I mean, I used to go and put five bucks gas in, in the tank back in 1988, and, you know, that would get you around for a day or two. And now, I mean, that won't get you out of the driveway five bucks in gas. But remember, I remember doing that, like, when I was in high school. <laughs> five dollars will get me where I need to go. Five or ten bucks. You do what you, you, do what you can do. Uh, Mark says, Shay, I thought you were the old guy there. I graduated high school in 84, married in 87. I am the old guy here. I mean, Morley's older than me, but uh, Sarah was, I mean, she wasn't even uh, on the radar in 1988. Chelsea had just been born. I was at least, you know, a sentient being. I was in grade 11. I knew what was going on around me. I have some recollection of it. Kiss um, concert, this guy says. He went to Kiss concert, row two, Kiss not wearing makeup at the time. 
Yeah, music was big in 88. I remember there were some good shows. Kiss didn't wear makeup for a time. I thought they always wore makeup. No, they went through a phase uh, where they took the makeup off for a while. Yeah. And they did a, I think they did one or two albums, and they had their faces on the cover, and uh, then they went back to wearing it after a while, but but not hiding their identity. The first time around, they didn't they didn't let anyone know who they were, yeah, right? Yeah, right? Nobody knew who they were, and then they kind of came out without the makeup for a couple of years and then went back into the makeup only when they performed. Yeah, and if you take oh. a look at that era, Chelsea, it really fits into what we're talking about where they they looked very feminine wearing Mm -hmm. very bright clothing they were still wearing makeup they just weren't wearing the full face makeup they were wearing like you know ladies eyeliner essentially yeah exactly Paul Stanley still wears eyeliner (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly I guess if it works, it works. Um, this uh, Don says, I was a U of C student, got a job during the Winter Olympics. Winter Olympics, 1988, in the city of Cows. Uh, yes. Working for the West German Olympic team, ushering around VIPs. Uh, got to drive a brand new Audi Quattro, listening to Chalk Circle. I don't know them. And Terrence Trent Darby. Oh, yeah. Cranked on the stereo. Ter- Terrence Trent Darby. Number 12, uh, I'm just looking at the top songs. Number 12 song of 1988, Wishing Well. Wishing Trent, Well. Terrence and he also Trent, did uh, If You Let Me Stay, which is a much better song. But, uh, yeah, he was big in 1988. Speaking of, of music, I'm just looking at the top songs, and uh, I'm seeing uh, George Michael at number one, uh, George Harrison at number three, Whitney yeah. Houston at number six. They're all gone. Yeah, yeah, which no is, doubt, uh, right? kind of shocking when you think about it. Uh, in Excess in there, too, Rick Astley, Guns N' Roses. Michael Jackson has to be in there, mm-hmm. uh, The Way You Make Me Feel. I mean, that was a big hit in 88. I don't see it in the, yeah, I don't see it in the top, no. in, the, in the list I'm looking at. But, uh, yeah, well, he's all, he was, oh, there he is. Uh, Man in the Mirror was 21 that year. Okay, yeah, I mean, that was, I think. Oh, that's a good song. Yeah, a bunch of great songs. So many things from, I mean, you could, you could, you could take a look at music. You could take a look at TV shows, movies. Um, right now, let's get into some sports. Morley, what happened in the sports world in 1988? Well, when you think about sports in uh, 1988, the first big event, well, that was the Super Bowl that year. It was uh, Washington beating Denver, uh, but it was a historic game. First time ever a black quarterback started and won the Super Bowl. That was Doug Wilson. Me going to the Super Bowl and getting the opportunity to play is some of the dream that Martin Luther King is talking about not so much black and white but the fact as an individual as a person and no matter who you are what color you are just get that same opportunity that everybody else gets the great cup champs that year the winnipeg blue bombers they beat bc in the big game the edmonton football team was 11 and 7 lost in the west final to the lions that year the other champs uh, the showtime era in the nba was rolling magic kareem and the la lakers won their second in a row uh for people of that age kirk gibson you'll remember his walk-off pinch hit homer in the ninth inning on a terribly injured knee helped the Dodgers to a World Series win over Oakland. The Stanley Cup that year, well, that was won by the Edmonton Oilers. It was a four-game sweep of the Boston Bruins that took five games because just after Craig Simpson scored to tie the game at four, or sorry, at three in game four, this happened. Yes, it was tipped. And we have a power failure here. Bob, the lights are out. What Except else for the emergency lighting here in the Boston Garden. What else could possibly happen? Well, the goal came just in time for the Edmonton Oilers to tie the game because now, as Harry just said, the lights have gone out here in the Boston Garden. Lights went out. They had to cancel the game and uh, finish uh, finish up the series in Edmonton in Game 5. Two days later, the Oilers won the Stanley Cup. Bob Cole and Harry Neal, that's pretty 1982, oh, yeah. isn't it? Listen to them talk. Uh, the, it was the fourth and final Stanley Cup with Wayne Gretzky 
for the Oilers. That also happened in 1988. More on that later. Uh, the lights out in Boston wasn't the only light story in sports. Later that summer in uh, 88, Wrigley Field installed lights. They played a night game for the first time in the park since it opened in 1916. The baseball gods didn't like it, though. It rained. They never finished the first game under the lights between the Cubs and the Phillies. One more hockey note. Uh, this is a, a remarkable feat when you think about it. On the final day of 1988, Pittsburgh beat New Jersey 8-6. Mario scored five goals in the game. <laughs> Five different ways. He had an even strength, a power play, shorthanded, penalty shot, and an empty net goal. Uh, pretty safe to say that's never going to happen again. That's insane. Like, I mean, that's better than the cycle in baseball. And you know what else? He had three assists that day, too. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah, to think about scoring all those goals, how what has to come together for that to happen, oh. right? It'll never happen. It's the only way you can score goals, right? It's the only, it'll, and it'll never happen again. No, I don't think. no not a chance. That record is safe. Uh, next time up in about a half an hour, we'll talk Olympics and, of course, the trade. Yeah, yes, the 1988 the Olympics were huge. Okay, well, let us know. Continue to share with us, Chad Nation, where what your life looked like in 1988. 780-496-0063. Um, what were you doing? A lot of people, it seems the trend on the text line, were falling in love and yeah. are still with their partners today. Well, I, I like this one story. This guy, he traveled in Europe and then came back, got back together with his ex. Ooh. Yeah, they ended up getting married, and uh, they're still together now, 32 years later. Isn't that great? Great. Aww. That's so nice. Um, David says it was the year of the dragon, so naturally it was a great year. Dragons rule, and it follows that their years do too. I'm a pig. What are you? I think I'm a monkey. A monkey. <laughs> I just or like a rat. Pig. <laughs> I, have, I actually don't know. <laughs> well, I guess I was a dragon. If it was the year of the dragon. Oh, sure. There you go. Yeah, we could have figured that out on our own. <laughs> Just needed a couple wow. of seconds, that's all. <laughs> literally just told us. Okay, cool. Well, we solved that mystery. <laughs> all right, keep letting us know what your life looked like in 1988. Uh, Jed Nation, we'll get back into it uh, after a short break. Next, we're going to head to Morley. We'll get some current day sports on after this. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.